0: Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. On this Happy
1: Easter weekend, welcome into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, April 15th, 2022, that's both Tax Day and Good Friday for Christians celebrating such a thing around and, the world and Passover. And Passover. that. that's also a very good point. And our 27th year bringing you the latest in consumer tech on the air. I am Dave Graveline. I am Chris Graveline. Uh, why do you have to mimic me when you say your name? Because it's the, it's the sincerest form of flattery. Pfft. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're coming to you from the Dexcom G6 Studios. Make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D E X C O M com. We got for you some tech news and commentary. Thomas and Georgia standing by and a whole bunch of other listeners participating on the show. And trust me, if you've never participated or it's been a long while, you want to participate again. We have some incredible prizes to share with you. And how do you win them? You just participate. And let us hear you. That's right. Once you're heard on the air, it's that easy. That's it. We don't make you be caller number 99 or, you know, have to jump through hoops or answer some goofy trivia questions. Or, no, that nonsense. that's nonsense. That's for kindergarten radio. We just give you prizes because you are part of the show. And you make the show with your calls, your help for other listeners, your questions, your tech rage, whatever the case. If you're heard on the air, bingo, bango, bam, you win stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget. Always back up your important data, including an off-premise backup. Put a flash drive in grandma's cabinet where she can't reach it or something. Just so you have a little something once in a while where you got your important stuff backed up. And check your spam filters. There you go. Not just because we might be in them. I mean, I hope not. But if you subscribe to our free once-a-week tech newsletter or when you participate and then you hear from our prize team so that we can send you some goodies... Sometimes we're told, probably because maybe there's the word prize in the email, they end up in spam. They shouldn't, but then you can go in and say, no, 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 not spam. How many no's do you have to give usually? Huh? A lot. A lot. But you can mark them for not spam. Or you're going to find out that uh, old Aunt Barth. It, Barth? Barth? <laughs> Aunt Barth. <laughs> well, you know, maybe it's a gender identity uh-huh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going there. But some old Aunt Barbara or Uncle Tom or something was in your spam filters, and you wondered why you hadn't heard from them in a while. Yeah. So we get you get the point. Check your spam filters frequently. Back up your important data regularly and we've done our job.
2: It was like a couple of months ago when I was finally going through voicemails on my phone because because I have a I have my phone set to ignore blocked calls or ignore, ignore unknown numbers. to go right to voicemail.
1: Yeah, not just blocked calls, but unknown numbers. If you don't know
2: which if it's not one of us three people that you know, everything goes to voicemail. Right. And I thought for granted, hey, let me just check those voicemails and see what kind of calls I've been missing. Well, one of them was from somebody that called me uh, over a year and a half ago. Uh, almost two years ago now, when I had when we had COVID, saying I heard you had COVID. I, are you okay? Or how are you doing? Call me. Let me know how things are well, going. And well, they, were, nice. they had a new phone number, and I didn't know who they were. So you know. uh, never heard from <laughs> you for a year and a half. They thought you died. Yeah, and by now, I just figured, well, I better not call them now because now they'll think I'm a ghost calling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: gosh! So check those things too. Yeah, yeah
1: check <laughs> those things. Viewers overwhelmed by too many streaming choices. Nielsen survey finds that almost half. Of streaming users in the U.S., I've been complaining about this for a couple of years now, say they feel overwhelmed by the sheer amount of programming on these streaming services, but they have no plans to cut back. Uh That, according to key findings from this Nielsen report analyzing the state of streaming, it's called the State of Play Report. Drawing on the Nielsen panel data, estimated weekly time spent streaming at 169.4 billion minutes. And that's just Chris. Huh? Up from 143.2 billion minutes last year. Weekly minutes of people streaming. The survey discovered that 46% of streaming customers are stressed out over the number of titles available to watch. This makes it harder for watchers to find specific programs that they actually desire to view. That's what I've been complaining about. It's like, I remember such a show, what the heck was it called, and on where was it? I don't know. Give up. Forget it.
2: Well, and the problem is all these streaming services, they've got programming from 30, 40 years. Can we get some programming from the last decade, maybe? (laughs) HBO Max is the worst. I have seen silent films. Ah, on HBO Max. They go way back. Movies from the 1910s and 20s. Come on, nobody wants to watch that garbage. Well, here's (laughs) the interesting
1: part. As of February of this year, there were more than 817,000 unique program titles across traditional TV and streaming services just in the U.S., with many of those titles featuring
2: hundreds of individual episodes or chapters, including old stuff. Very old old stuff. One of the stories I came across the other day was talking about with this whole news with with Bruce Willis, you know, retiring from acting. People have been talking about, well, I want to see his old shows. You know, why can't I see things like Moonlighting, which is one of the greatest shows, I think, of its time?
1: I love that show. Gosh, what, 20 years old or more?
2: And that and many other great shows are not being able to be streamed for like the stupidest reasons because many years ago they weren't worrying about like music licensing and everything. And the only thing that's keeping these, some of these shows, Moonlighting was a perfect example, off these streaming services, they can't get the licensing for the music that was used. Yeah, but there wasn't that much music used, yeah, right? But, but apparently, unless they get clearance for everything in the episode, they can't run it. Wow. Great. So if you're looking for shows like that, yeah. you got to keep looking. Yeah, keep looking. But hopefully you're not stressed out by
1: being overwhelmed like me, with way too many streaming services. Whether you're paying for stuff or not, it's st- my biggest issue. And I'll be darned if I'm going to write these things down or something or put them in my phone so I remember, because it's not worth it to
2: well, me. I, I showed you the trick. You know, I've done it on my phone. You Google the name of the show or the movie you're looking for, and Google will tell you which services it's on. And you can even set your Google account to say, I subscribe to service A, B, and C, and it'll tell you, hey, you can watch this with this service that you subscribe to already. Why don't you or just you can, set that up for me? You, uh, <laughs> you need to ask Dave. <laughs> What's that number? <laughs> so that he can call, ask Cameron at 800-899-INTO. Or can I just mash the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com? You can, or you can mash the Message to Studio button in the app.
1: We had a listener this week that told us they went to our app, which of course they have on their phone, and they couldn't figure out how to message the Studio. It's pretty and, self-explanatory. And I'm saying, wait a minute, the thing that says message to studio, you couldn't figure that out? No. Is our app that confusing? Apparently. I Apparently hope just not. Need
2: to change the button to just say mash here. Yeah, mash here. <laughs> and they're going to think it's an old TV show. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, Georgia mother parked her vehicle with her nine-year-old inside and stepped away from the car without removing the keys, Uh-oh. which is a big no-no. Uh, according to Atlanta police, a man then got in the car and drove off with the child still inside. And as a parent, that can be one of the scariest things to happen to you. Yep. but here's where technology stepped in and saved the day. The mother used the Find My iPhone to track her son and essentially, which followed... she
1: also left in the car, yeah. her phone. Yeah, right.
2: Which she then followed where the car was going. Uh, police said officers immediately responded to the scene and began their preliminary investigation. The mother was able to relay real-time tracking information to officers. Atlanta police, with the assistance of Georgia State Patrol, Fulton County PD, and the Fulton County Sheriff's Office, responded and used the tracking information to locate the vehicle. And, of course, this is, I'm speaking as a former police officer, the kind of chase, if you
1: will, or location where you got to be extremely careful because yeah. you've got to child in the car so you're not going to be doing a pit maneuver that could potentially cause a bad accident or flip
2: him over or something like that well that's actually how they ended up catching the guy no <laughs> they found the car and they executed a pit maneuver no stopped him and arrested hope, arrested the suspect and the child was apparently okay
1: i hope yeah good <laughs> i was going to say i hope that the car didn't go out of control as a lot of pit maneuvers can do yeah and flip and so forth or crash into a tree or a pole oh boy so,
2: Aye. so find my iphone to the rescue Although, you know, the mother you could needs do to do it with an Android, too, though. Yeah, but although, you know, the mother shouldn't be leaving her nine-year-old in the car. I mean, I've done that no. even with Cameron. If I'm going to run into the store real quick, I obviously take my keys with me. But when I close the door, I remote start the car again so that he has air conditioning. Sure. And,
1: and you lock the doors. Right.
2: And first of all, you never really leave them there. But
1: once in a great while, if it's like if, you go, you try to pay at the pump and it's like, you know, you've got to go inside. Ah, I hate that, you know it's just mostly the you know gas station being lazy, especially if you say you want a car wash and then it won't print the receipt because clerk has receipt. It's like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. But that's when you want to just you go in and get your receipt and so forth. But it's mere seconds, but don't leave the keys in the car, don't leave the doors unlocked. I mean, my gosh, some common mm-hmm. sense folks. Yeah. be a parent.. Mm-hmm. Just don't leave the kids. It's easier that way. Google, like all tech giants, is no stranger to legal disputes, but a legal action it took this week stands out because it's the company's first consumer protection lawsuit involving puppy fraud. Yep. The company alleges that a guy in Cameroon used Google products and a network of fraudulent websites to sell people adorable basset hound puppies which have been very popular during the pandemic as people seek companionship. And, of course, it was all a fraud. Apparently, they'd send him money. They'd order a puppy. Nothing happened. They didn't get the puppy. So finally, Google actually took legal action against this guy. Good Good. for a change. People shouldn't be buying puppies off Google anyway. There's so many that need to be adopted. That's true. I mean, come on. You'll get one that any dog or cat or cat, uh, any dog, so you can say it's a rescue dog. Adopt, don't
2: shop. Oh, okay. I like that. I've not heard that before, but that makes sense. Yes. Adopt, don't shop. All right. I was channeling my inner Bob Barker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did he used to say that? Adopt and, and control the pet population. Have your pet spayed or neutered.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But he always would say just at the end of every... Price is Right show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is have your pet spayed or neutered. Uh-huh. But he would
2: say adopt, yeah. don't he do he He's an advocate for adopting. Oh, good. So. All righty. The National Football League seems to be working on its own subscription streaming service for mobile devices. Just we need another streaming (laughs) service. (laughs) The league is said to have briefed teams on the subject at its annual meeting of owners, which took place in Palm Beach recently. A report says the presentations included slides with NFL Plus branding (laughs) and a a, a hypothetical $5 a month price point. I hope they have a better launch than uh, CNN Plus. Yeah. Oh, I have a story about that (laughs) following yours here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The NFL Plus service would theoretically replace NFL Mobile, the NFL's previous solution for distributing in-market games to phones and tablets. The NFL had a deal with Verizon and Yahoo to show some live games, but that partnership ended last year as the carrier spun off its content business. Verizon lost its mobile exclusivity in 2017. So hmm. if you're an NFLer, uh, keep an eye out for uh, NFL+. Plus. If you're an NFLer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good fella. Now, speaking of more
1: streaming, as you just were, investment and projections for CNN+, Plus. <laughs> the name itself is funny to begin with, are expected to now be cut dramatically in response to their very low adoption rate. I don't know anybody that's using CNN Plus. I never have. The ever-audience-losing news channel was initially planning to invest about a billion dollars in the service over the next four years, like hiring Chris Wallace and (laughs) dumb moves like that, but fewer than 10,000 people are using CNN Plus on a daily basis. And that's just been for the last over two weeks into its existence, according to people familiar with the matter. Now, to put that daily user number in perspective, CNN's cable network suffered a sharp decline in viewership last year, but still rang up an average of 700,000 total viewers a day. CNN has already spent about $300 million on their CNN Plus service so far, which includes roughly $100 million in marketing. The network expected to have 2 million CNN Plus users in its first year. Now, that's not at all likely. Someone needs to do some better math projections at CNN. Uh So CNN Plus, now NFL Plus, we have Paramount Plus Plus,
2: all these pluses discovery plus which, oh that's right which, yep. you know they apparently just closed their their merger um, this mm-hmm. week with warner so we'll see what's gonna happen with that but warner isn't that also cnn
1: so maybe they'll just fold in cnn yeah. plus <laughs> so they get you know three or four extra people to watch it yeah but that's bizarre so you know anyone listening do you watch cnn plus do you care do you keep watching it do you find that it's just goofy and what's the point? Uh, apparently not very many people watch it. Nope. In more Got More Money Than They Need news, Elon Musk was sued by a Twitter shareholder who claims the Tesla CEO's delay in disclosing his ownership of more than 5% of the social media company artificially kept its share price down. Musk disclosed in an SEC filing on April 4th that he had bought shares representing 9.2% of Twitter, making him the largest outside shareholder of the company's stock. The share price rose more than 27% right after the news. But this one shareholder is very upset about that sort of thing. And of course, we heard that Elon Musk was then offered a seat on the board, which would have really restricted him like crazy. And he then said, "Yeah, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, I don't. Just... I don't want to sit on your board, spelled B O R E D. Probably,
2: yeah. which, which... Of course, has fueled a lot of speculation about a hostile takeover.
1: Gosh, I hope so. Come on, Elon,
2: save free
1: speech, won't you? That would be awesome." Thomas in Brunswick, Georgia, listens on ninety-three point seven WBQO. Hey, Thomas. Dave, I'm in and out around rural environment in southeast Georgia. Hmm. Cell phone
3: coverage not always the greatest. What kind of booster can we put on our vehicle to help out? Also have a mobile environment that needs Wi-Fi. What's the best mobile Wi-Fi that doesn't really eat up the budget and provides good coverage.
1: Well, Thomas, first of all, WeBoost makes a series of wireless repeaters specifically designed to be used in vehicles. They're the Drive series, how appropriate. And they range in price from around $200 for the sleek model, which should do the job for you. It takes a phone in a cradle to around $500
2: for the reach, which allows multiple users at one time. And of course, as is always the case with any signal booster, you will need a signal to boost. Uh, If you're in a truly dead spot without any usable cell signals, there won't be anything to boost and no hardware will help. Uh, But otherwise, these might improve the signal in your vehicle. Yep. Now, in terms of mobile hotspots,
1: good coverage means good coverage for you. That will, of course, vary, as Chris kind of mentioned, from area to area, so your best bet will be to ignore reviews and focus on who provides good, solid cell phone service in your area with good internet speeds.
2: Yeah, and once you find that company, uh, you can always have a look at their plans. But generally speaking, these days, nothing will really break the budget beyond the monthly fee itself, since overages have largely been replaced by those uh, pesky data slowdowns. Yeah, exactly. But at least you got some coverage. Yeah. Don't expect to do a lot of
1: video streaming, which I hope you wouldn't do any, anyway if you're driving, but, you know, watch for that. Into Intotomorrow.com, where you get a lot of good signal. Try it out.
4: Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663.
3: Again, 1-800-460-1663.
1: How would you like to feel your best every day? Your best every day.
5: fingertips on your mobile device call vivant now and get a free quote professional installation and full smart home service for as little as two dollars per day equipment purchase or service agreement required conditions apply call now a smart home is a safer home so protect your family and your property home or business with a vivant smart home system
0: call 800-689-3005 800-689-3005 that's 800-689-3005 800-689-3005
1: As Into Tomorrow continues on this Easter
2: and Passover weekend, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast. In fact, it'll be easy for most Into Tomorrow listeners, and they've got plans starting at just $12 a month. Go to blubrry.com. What can help make a great
1: workout even more effective? How about taking time between workouts to let your body rest and recover? That's what I do. With this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladakh. Thanks, Dave. Let's talk about recovery. Taking the time to recover from a great workout not only prevents
6: muscle fatigue and injury, but helps you build muscle and get back to your next workout more quickly. What are some activities that benefit recovery? Rest, including quality sleep, hydration and healthy eating, and massage to increase oxygen and blood flow into muscles to deliver
0: much-needed nutrients from your body. Massage also helps to prevent lactic acid buildup, which is what makes you sore. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave.
1: Always great wellness tips. You can look for them each and every week right here on Into Tomorrow. The Into Tomorrow wellness tip, by the way, is brought to you by Human Touch. How can a massage chair change your life? Oh, trust me. Visit humantouch.com to find out, and you will thank us for it. And visit intotomorrow.com. Anytime at your leisure, a little box pops up that we ask you to put only your email address in, which we don't share with anyone, and we don't spam you. After you put your email address in, watch for a subsequent email. Check your spam filter just in case. And that confirms that you'll receive our free once-a-week tech newsletter. What's in it? Tech news. And a whole bunch of other stuff. (laughs) So once again, just put in your email address and click on the link that you'll get subsequently from intotomorrow.com. Into Tomorrow continues now in our 27th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, websites and apps, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. I want to remind you that you make the broadcast. We hope you caught all of our previous several weeks of CES coverage. If you missed any of it, We certainly invite you to visit us at intotomorrow.com. Check out not only the radio interviews, but all the videos of all the radio interviews, because we show you the guests and the products and all the cool stuff and the relatively sparse and empty floors around the convention centers. But the fact is you get to see the stuff we're talking about. So do visit us. And anytime you've got a question about anything involving consumer tech, maybe something you hear from a previous guest or our next guest, what have you, we invite you to call in. We'll get the answers for you. Participate on the show. Call in. Win stuff, as we say, a fun mantra to go by. You can do that by using your phone if you actually use it as a phone anymore. 1-800-899-INTO. 800-899-4686. Or you can visit us at intotomorrow.com on anything with a browser and a microphone and click that red Ask Dave mic on the lower right and participate that way. Or the ever popular use of uh, our app. It's free, it's available in your favorite app store. And then you simply hit the button that says Message the Studio and you sound like you're right here with us in the studio. Our next guest is from a company that created a workplace system that offers display devices and software for flexible workspaces. So that all sounded intriguing. We're delighted to have back with us a gentleman that's been on the program before, the director of strategic alliances and enterprise from a company product basically called Joan, which is part of a Visinect company, is Martin Fishman. Martin, welcome back
7: into tomorrow. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Dave. Thank you so much for having me back. It's
1: a pleasure. It's been a while, I think, since we've had you on the show. You were with another company at the time, but we do run into each other around the world. Remember the good old days when we could all travel freely? Uh, Hopefully we're getting back to that point sometime soon, whatever the new normal is. But uh, glad to connect with you again.
7: Exactly. And and proud to be here. It's been 11 years, and I proudly show on my bookcase uh, in year 16 of the Into Tomorrow event. Wow. I was on your show and glad to have the opportunity to come back and visit our newer technology. Very
1: cool. And for the radio audience who has yet to see the video, which you can see at intotomorrow.com, uh, right behind him is a, is a nice uh, picture, uh, picture card that we frequently give to our guests on remote broadcast around the World and you still have it. I'm very proud. That was our 16th year, now in our 27th. Holy cow, took us a while to reconnect, but glad you're back.
7: And thank you for printing it on quality paper that's
1: sustainable. Oh, very good. Yes, I'm I'm even realizing that too, as it's over your shoulder there. Tell me, first of all, about uh, Vizinect as a company. What is it that the
7: company does? And then let's get into Joan. Excellent. So Vision Act, the parent company, which has been in the digital signage business since 2007, has been creating outdoor signage, uh, transportation systems, uh, working with real-time scheduling and bus mapping for transportation facilities around the world. We're in Sydney, Australia, and London, New York, Boston, Oregon, many different places around the world nowadays are using real-time digital signage because people are waiting outside and they're looking for their bus and they're wondering, when is it coming? What's the status? Well, we display that in real time, showing bus maps, routes, and what have you, doing that all on what we have as a sustainable uh, technology that can be implemented wherever and however. So no longer is electricity a requirement for display technologies. We've been using e-inks, e-paper technology, And we're able to put that anywhere, uh, running off battery, running off solar. Uh, and this is the new generation of of, uh, green and sustainable types of display technologies.
8: Wow,
1: and of course, what an advantage it is to folks that are waiting for that bus or train or tram or whatever it might be, because rather than just as they've done for the most part and probably most areas still do, it's just a printed schedule and good luck. Hopefully, uh, the bus is on time, the train's on time. But to be able to have folks change that in real time, as you say, makes a huge difference and might as well be using technology. That's the whole advantage.
7: Exactly. But back to the question of Vision Act and Joan, Joan really is a uh, completely separate focus of our business. So Joan, the product line is addressing the internal business operations of the workplace and being able to show digital signage, conference room scheduling, real-time information, and now broadening the product line considerably to address the world of hybrid and how people are operating from home, from the office, and wherever. And how do we collaborate? while well, all of that is now being done with digital signage and information and software to manage reservation bookings and systems, because this is how we're gonna get people re-engaged, build their comfort level and confidence level to return at some point to an office. But it's a whole new world now. The traditional day-to-day office, the desk that we once had, the way we operated uh, in the past, now is a paradigm change of how people are operating. and. I don't want to say I'm afraid, but I do believe that I don't think we're going to go back to the traditional model of everybody having a desk anymore and Mm -hmm. going to the office every day nine to five. So we're really pretty involved in an area of the industry that really is helping us to get back to some normalcy post-COVID. And I
1: like, uh, of course, that brings in that flexible workspaces, because as you say, it's not a matter of just a desk at home. Uh, It might be the dining room table. It might be the kitchen counter. It might be just your lap in bed uh, as, as long as you're able to function. And in many cases, that is the case, I think. So uh, folks do have that flexibility. And of course, other companies that are demanding that people get back in the office kind of wonder half the time, do they really need to physically be there? Maybe taking better advantage of the kinds of things that you offer, uh, be more productive for the employee and the employer.
7: Yeah, I I have to say, you know, the new world that we're addressing and really the attitude and we see the attrition going on in in the employment ranks. Uh, People are now moving out of companies that they may have been with for a number of years. They want to work for an environment and in an environment with people that have trust and confidence that you could get the job done perhaps anywhere. There are certain industries and manufacturing and other areas that are essential to be in an office or in production. But this new era that we're going into, uh, I do believe that now companies are much more confident in the employee's maturity and how people can responsibly operate from however they can get their jobs done effectively and not necessarily be under the microscope of a supervisor saying, what are you doing now? Or counting the minutes. (laughs) I find even myself, I'm working way more hours sitting in front of a display and working from a home environment than I even would be in the office. Mm-hmm. Two hours of commute time a day are taken off and put back into face-to-face engagement with clients and people all over the world.
1: Yeah, kind of like what we're doing now to be able to see and talk with each other face-to-face, and that's cool. We're chatting with Martin Fishman. He's the director of strategic alliances and enterprise for Joan a Vision VisionEct. Company inviting you during this break, if you have a moment, to visit getjoan.com and be sure to stay tuned because there's much more to come with Martin right after this.
9: don't keep it. Call eight
1: hundred six one three twenty seven fifteen. That's eight hundred six one three twenty seven fifteen. Eight
10: hundred six one three twenty seven fifteen. Call now. United we stand, 1-800-781-6764. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093 if you don't have final expense insurance this message is for you life care provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses medical bills burial costs and unpaid debt a final expense insurance policy is fast easy affordable life insurance available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. no medical exams no lengthy questionnaires and no waiting period call life care at 800-956-0683 800-956-0683
1: And we're back bringing you further into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the director of strategic alliances and enterprise with Joan, a VisionEct company, Martin
7: Fishman. So now yes. what what, or who is Joan? <laughs> so Joan was an original brand. We're really the innovators in the display technology. So when, when I show you now for a moment the Joan devices, Uh, Joan is a product line, and here we are showing you a room scheduler uh, that basically works with every calendar that's popular around the world, Office 365, Google Workspace, and many more. And Joan, the product is a fully integrated display technology that will allow for you to integrate and work with the calendar for real-time booking and how that all operates to keep people together for conference rooms, uh, to know what room is is belonging to you, to not be interrupted when you walk up to a meeting room and you see that people are in the room and you know exactly what the schedule is and and what the function is of, of the device. All of this is done in real time and showing you visibly uh, what is happening in that room for scheduling and it's all synchronized to your calendar. One of the areas that makes our solution so differentiated than LCD technology because we are addressing a a common uh, marketplace of products uh, that is LCD based is our e-paper implementation. So this is all a wireless display. It is operating on six months of battery life. Wow. It, it attaches to a wall or a glass front simply by peeling off the adhesive, putting it on a on a mount of any sort or a glass surface. Think about how attractive that is to not have to have conduit or wiring yeah. running yeah. into your device. Okay, And this just simply mounts on the magnet and you're rolling in a matter of no time at all. Uh, as a management tool and a collaboration tool. And that's just one major part of our work- workplace differentiated technology, Dave. I,
1: I can actually imagine something like that outside the studio uh, for guests that come in and it'll say, welcome into tomorrow and their name, I'm guessing. I mean, you can c- completely customize it, right? And it's then change cool. it just like the uh, the tablet, again, for our radio audience, the tablet type device that you're holding up uh, says, uh, Joan, into tomorrow interview with Dave Graveline from Martin, uh, And yes. he's and he made the interview and it's all on time and we're both here and, and it worked very well. But yes. even for the simple signage, uh, it's just kind of a welcoming thing where you're not doing it on paper or printing a poster or making some physical guest feel good because you you put a paper up. You now have it even better with technology, so I'm I, I'm liking that e-ink as well uh, because it is completely customizable, right? Could you even put somebody's logo on it if you needed to? Oh or, yeah, well, yes, very cool. Yes,
7: exactly. So right where you see the placement of our our product, and and I'm just showing you the logo here. Yeah. Uh, that's all very uh, customizable. This is a touchscreen technology. There's three ways to book a, um, a room today or book a meeting. You can do it through the Google Calendar or Office Calendar, right. or you can do it physically on a Joan app or uh, easily right on the fly, right on the display itself. So wow. so this is where the interactive nature of now, room management is taking place. So that's, that's really one critical essential part of getting back to the office. People want to engage with Each other, they may not just go to a desk any longer in the office, but they may want to schedule a way to meet and get back to some collaboration with management supervisor, their peers. And this tool makes it so much easier to do that without having to run conduit and wire. So you're up and running literally that day when you were, when you receive the device.
1: So I'm assuming then that you you'd simply pop it off its magnetic holder uh, and then do you, do you then plug it in or you say it's wireless so you don't even need to take it off I guess if you need to change a name because now it's the afternoon and there's a different guest coming or something like that.
7: No need to take it off other than when you need to recharge it after about a six-month cycle. Wow. And and making it really easy for facilities and logistics, Mm -hmm. this is the latest innovation and what we talked about at CES. So this debuted at CES. Okay, Uh, This product line now, our newest advancement, is a very smart, intelligent way. You'll notice this magnet has these connectors on it. The magnet knows exactly the room it belongs to, So when and if you gather it after six months, put it back on the smart magnet, it knows exactly what room it belongs to, and no need to do anything other than power it and recycle it after about a six-month cycle. So it makes it really easy and efficient to do for that mobility and ease of, of production.
1: Well, I'm beginning to see now how Joan is a leader in this whole workplace management and the digital signage marketplace. Uh, And it sounds to me like it works for all kinds of businesses and opportunities. It might even work in one's home if you want to do something like that to to greet a guest or or maybe uh, to list chores for the kids. I mean, even that sounds possible.
7: Put it on your refrigerator, (laughs) put it on your front door, greet your FedEx or UPS delivery guy with a message that says, Uh please put the container or box in a container that's gonna be secure. So this real-time digital messaging, and I'm gonna turn around here to another device that we have, our 13-inch product, this is really allowing that just-in-time information, not only a room scheduler, but all of this content management can be customized right here on the fly and cycle that through and what have you. So we're really trying to use this as a communication easily mobile device that you can place and play anywhere. That's our our mantra.
1: Now, do we use an app uh, or a computer? I mean, you talk about wireless connectivity. That's terrific. But how do we then get the information, make those changes, that sort of thing real quick?
7: Excellent. So real quick, we're going to do that in a calendar. First of all, we're going to schedule events in the Google Workspace calendar or Office 365. We're able to do that on our mobile app, and that coordinates and synchronizes with the calendar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or you can go right up to the display itself. The administrator in a business would have the access to being able to do any kind of digital signage, as you can see here, and change that whole screen and lay out all of that content is customizable on the fly.
1: Are these things available now and and what kind of price points for folks interested?
7: Excellent. So thank you. Uh, The product is available now. We sell through a channel. We have our traditional resellers and retailers, Uh, companies like Amazon, CDW, SHI connection, many of the direct marketing resellers sell our product line, and that's our hardware. Dave, if I would, I'd be remiss to not point out the most critical part of the next generation of our product line, which is the hoteling and hybrid and desk reservation systems. Uh-huh. So we also are providing today for every enterprise and small to medium business, what will be a reservation system for booking desk, for showing visibly what's available, who is coming into the office, Uh, This also includes our reservation booking and health screening forms for dealing with every day, making sure people are healthy and well, and doing this to qualify their return to the office daily. Uh, And visitor management so all of that contact tracing and history is essential nowadays to be able to build comfort and confidence so that when my spouse is going into an office I feel confident that she's going to be protected and that company is taking care of her and that's what the Joan workplace solution is all about
1: terrific do visit get Joan. Martin Fishman, Director of Strategic Alliances and Enterprise with Joan, a Vision Act company. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Cool stuff and uh, keep coming out with things that are helping a whole lot of companies and their employees and we'll keep talking about them.
7: Perfect. Thank you so much, Dave. And to your listeners, stay well and look forward to Into Tomorrow.
1: Oh, very good. Thank you, sir. We're back with more Don't Go Away, as Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline and I'm Chris Graveline.
8: Jump aboard
0: the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with this week in
10: Tech. Yesterday, 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 yesterday,
2: yesterday. Here's Chris. Chris, 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 Chris. Chris. Oh. Sorry. God. This week, back in 1941, Igor Sikorsky accomplished the first successful helicopter liftoff from water near Stratford, Connecticut, where he fitted utility floats, also called pontoons, to the Vought Sikorsky VS-300. This made the VS-300 the first amphibious helicopter. uh, Oh, cool. In 1961, this week, the Federal Communications Commission gave approval for FM stereo broadcasting. It would be another five or six years before FM stations went underground or progressive to attract listeners who were tired of the lack of audio quality on AM stations. FM stations to that time had been broadcasting in glorious manorial sound. Monorail. Monorail. Yeah, not yeah, Monorail. Yeah. Manoral. Yes. <laughs> in 1971, the Soviet Union launched Salyut-1, the very first space station. Salyut-1 spent 175 days in orbit before re-entering the Earth's atmosphere and breaking apart over the Pacific Ocean. The Salyut program followed this with five more successful launches. The final module of the program became the core of the Russian segment of the International Space Station and remains in orbit today. Renegade Radio. In 1972, this week, the Apollo 16 lunar module, commanded by John Young and piloted by Charles Duke, landed on the moon. The module enjoyed a three-day stay on the moon, and the crew spent a total of 20 hours and 14 minutes exploring the surface. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. And watch the video at intotomorrow.com.
0: Welcome, Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services, and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Wishing you
1: a very happy Easter, or happy Passover weekend. This is the Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of Friday, uh, April 15th. Which is also Good Friday, as far as that date goes, and tax day, and... and I, I thought you told me it was something else last hour. I don't think so. I forgot. But anyway... Uh, Every Friday is a Good Friday. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's the start of the weekend. Yeah. Which is yeah. why we use the Friday date. I like to occasionally mention that when people say, yeah, but what is, why do you tell us that? Well, because maybe you called into the show and you want to hear your call again, or... You want to hear someone else's call and our answers because you were busy driving or something. We always give you the Friday dates leading into the weekend, mainly because many of our affiliates air the program on Saturdays, several on Sundays, and very many on Saturday and Sunday at different times, so different audiences. So we always use the Friday dates. There you go. So if you hear something and you want more info or you want the links and that kind of thing, in this case, you would visit... Into tomorrow.com and look for the show for the weekend of Friday, April 15th, 2022. Unless you're listening to a really old broadcast um, and it was maybe last year or something. Right. But it's all there for you at intotomorrow.com. Yeah. Yeah. We got some tech news and commentary for you. Rob in Rhode Island standing by and a bunch of other listeners participating and, in fact, making the show with their involvement.
2: In the meantime, we talked last hour a little bit about uh, Discovery Plus and uh, their their merger. Well, the parents of HBO Max and Discovery Plus have officially completed their merger, allowing Warner Media and Discovery to build what the companies have said will be quote the most differentiated content portfolio in the world. Baloney. <laughs> investors talk app- about overhyping. <laughs> yeah, investors approved the multi billion dollar deal uh, that will allow AT and T, Warner Media's current owner, to offload its content powerhouse to Discovery and form a new business under the name Warner Brothers Discovery. How original. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, they really stretched for that one, didn't yeah. they? Uh, Discovery president and CEO David Zaslav was set to helm the new company. The agreement will allow AT&T to pay off its gargantuan debt while positioning Discovery as a more formidable competitor in the streaming and studio space.
1: hmm Hey, at least Discovery, over the years, has had some interesting stuff to watch. It's one of the few
2: streaming services I actually pay for. Really? I don't just share off somebody else's pay. But don't don't you have
1: Discovery Channel already on some service? I don't, because I cut the cord. All of my content is streaming. Oh, how do you keep track of it all? I don't. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) If you've been having some issues with your Pixel phone, listen up. Google's latest Pixel updates aim to fix some common glitches, finally, including the green screen in camera previews and the zoom on front-facing camera previews on Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. The update will also address system UI crashes and various issues on Pixel 3a and newer Smartphones, so there you go. I mean, they're all Android devices, of course, because they're Google. But I know you'll say, just
2: get an iPhone. You should just get an iPhone. No, if not so. Want a so. phone that works and is way overpriced? Get an iPhone. Thank you very much. <laughs> However, if you want a phone that the vast majority of the world has, get an Android. Well, see, that's the I mean. thing. I'm, I'm not that much of a follower. Hmm.
1: <laughs> okay, so you're calling the rest of us sheep? <laughs> yeah. No, not so. <laughs> Your iPhoneies. You can continue to be an iPhoney if that's if that makes you happy.
2: I'm only an iPhoney because I've been using the iPhone since 2007. Why did out. you ever you used to use Android? Why did you ever no, switch? I, I never used an Android. You I, went from I, WebOS. I had a Palm. I went from my Palm device to, to an iPhone.
1: Ah, I see. Well. That was your mistake. I
2: only used an Android for a short time, and when I had, like, the iPhone 3 or whatever, and it, it died on me, and I wasn't eligible for an upgrade yet, so I couldn't buy a new iPhone. And we had an old Android phone, an LG something, laying around here. In the One of my studio. hand-me-downs yeah. or something. So I yeah. put it on, and that's when, I, that's when I really found out that I absolutely hate Android. Well, that's not very nice. Android talks highly of you. And it was probably, you know, some early version anyway, a cupcake or, you know, ding-dong, whatever whatever snack food they were ding on. Ding-dong. Oh, my god! You know, the ding-dongs, the Little Debbie? Yes, yes,
1: yes, I know. <laughs> their early versions of Android were always a dessert of some yes.
2: sort. And I'm sure it wasn't ding-dong, but, you know, in my head, that's what it is.
1: Gotcha. Ah. <sighs> Do you have a story you can share?
2: Apple, (laughs) Apple has reportedly sent out a memo to Apple stores and authorized providers not to accept a device for repair if they get a notice on their internal mobile genius or GSX systems that the phone had been marked as missing. Presumably, that means technicians will check a device's IMEI against the GSMA device registry, a lot of acronyms, Yeah. when a customer brings it in for repair. Now, that registry is a global database where owners can register their device and designate a status for the item as to whether it's been lost or stolen. The move expands Apple's existing policy to decline repairs for devices whose owners cannot disable the Find My iPhone feature. It could discourage more people from buying secondhand devices outside of official and authorized sources in case they unknowingly end up with a stolen unit. Now, that said, users could just as easily go buy a third party repair shop that doesn't care where they got their devices from.
1: That's true. And they would fix it anyway for them. Yeah. Because they don't ask dumb questions. Exactly. And they're not, air quote, geniuses. Yeah. Well,
2: it's like when you go <laughs> sell something at a pawn shop and they just ask you, is it stolen? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, well, see, we're required to at least
1: ask you. You're not yeah. required to tell us the truth. Yeah. <laughs> we're, to, we're required to ask you, though. Uh-huh. Oh, gee, what can you do? A team from Chalmers University of Technology in Sweden has developed a new power system that generates solar power and stores it as a liquid for up to 18 years. See, huh. right as I've signed a contract to put solar panels on the roof, we, you maybe should hold out for this stuff the molecular solar thermal or most solution uses carbon hydrogen and nitrogen molecules to generate power that can be released as needed with the assistance of a catalyst the system is ideal they say for low power electronics like our smartphones and tablets and things now, there, that's into tomorrow. It's not available yet. But. Yeah.
2: Well, see, I, just, I have a nine-year-old with endless energy, so I thought about putting like one of those big hamster wheel kind of things in my house and just say, "Hey, go at it.
1: Well, it's funny <laughs> because I gave you guys a, um, a treadmill, and he loves walking on it, so okay. just hook that up and generate some power. There you go. <laughs> at least you made sure that he knows never, ever, ever to get on the treadmill without shoes, and he always has to clip the emergency shutoff
2: yes. to his shirt. So when he, God forbid, falls, it stops. Speaking of power, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is investigating safety defects in lithium-ion cells made by LG Energy Solutions after a string of recalls since February 2020. The most high-profile of these has been Chevrolet, which has had to recall more than 141,000 Bolt electric vehicles. Oh! Still, there have also been recalls for the Hyundai Kona EV, Smart for Two, Electric, Chrysler Pacific, a plug-in hybrid, and last month, some Volkswagen ID.4s due to problems with those LG-made cells. Chevrolet's Bolt recall probably gained the most attention due to the risk of fire, which remains a public <laughs> concern regarding electric vehicles.
1: LG strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough because, unfortunately, electric vehicles are much more prone to fire because of their huge batteries. So you've got to be careful, but <laughs> LG, <laughs> wonderful. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a lot of vehicles to be recalling and have that issue. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Veritone, Trinity Audio, and Aflorhythmic Labs are among a growing group of firms using artificial intelligence to replicate the pitches and rhythms of human voices, a technology that brands could use for everything from voiceovers, hey, and advertisements to signature personas and sonic branding. Leaders say they get consent before creating voice clones, and they have plans to develop some ethics standards. But at the moment, I'm still a real voice. For now. Yeah. I know you're already planning one. I'm gone. The show continues with Fake Dave. Yep. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, after 27 years of saying pretty much everything we could possibly say in tech, I guess you can put whole shows together. Yeah, I think we're going to
2: rerun the shows from 96, see if anybody notices. They might,
1: because we will have had some new tech since then. Yeah. Do you think?
2: Probably. Okay. And considering, you know, our first show was talking about, you know, brand new DVDs, you know, people probably... No, it
1: was was this brand new technology called DVD. That
2: Sony said didn't stand for anything.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, they said CD didn't stand for anything. And I said, I beg your pardon? Didn't you guys invent the CD? Well, of course. Okay, so compact disc? And then that rep at one point went, oh, right. Of course. Of course. Because they were trying to tout that DVD wasn't digital video disc, it was digital versatile disc. And really, it's just DVD. Everybody knows. It doesn't stand for anything, but it did stand for those two things.
2: Well, it's like CES, it doesn't stand
1: for anything. The Chinese electronic well, no, show. The COVID electronic show. COVID electronic yes. show, exactly. <laughs> Boy, do they hate it when we say the Consumer Electronics Show. Everybody says that because they think, they being Gary Shapiro, the president of CTA, the company that runs it, has such an ego that he thinks everyone on the planet knows what CES is. You know, forget the fact that they're not everybody in the industry or everybody in the media covering that industry.
2: Enough of an ego well, for crying out well, loud! But we had a, we had a caller about a month ago that called in and you know asking about the Computer Electronics Show. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so there's proof that people don't really know what CES stands for.
1: Yes, I mean it used to just be Consumer Electronics Show, and then they insisted that we in the media all call it the International Consumer Electronics Show because IFA was getting more and more popular as being the longest running consumer tech show anyway since 1926. So then they wanted International Consumer Electronic Show. And then finally they said, yeah, you know what? doesn't stand for anything. CES. Yeah. Everybody on the planet knows what CES is. No, they don't, Gary. Get over yourself. Go write a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ghostwrite another book. I mean, yeah. Oh, well. Can you tell that I'm not his favorite?
2: Yeah. That's probably why he had armed guards outside his office or off-duty police officers <laughs> yes. standing outside his office at CES <laughs> at the Consumer Electronic Show. Correct. The COVID electronic (laughs) show, that COVID super spreader that we were
1: at. And the only thing we caught there was our flight home, thank God. Yeah. But, yeah, that was strange. Never was that the case before. And this was so poorly attended, there wasn't anybody there to worry about, except me, I guess. And he had off-duty police officers outside his, you know, temporary office door. At CES. It's like, please get over yourself. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, the Center for Countering Digital Hate, <laughs> yeah, there is such a thing, or CCDH, is a nonprofit organization that combats online uh, harassment and misinformation. They found that Instagram, which of course is owned by Meta, the parent company of Facebook, has been negligent in its response to misogynistic harassment. In one shocking statistic, the Center for Countering Digital Hate found that Instagram didn't act on 90% of abuse sent via direct message to the women in this particular study, despite the messages being reported to moderators. 90% who then did nothing about it. So I'm glad that they went after them. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least there's something that maybe they actually should work with and deal with. Who knows? Rob on Block Island, Rhode Island, listens online and to our free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Rob.
3: My computer doesn't have a disk drive, so I want to buy one that I can plug into the USB port. That's probably a pretty easy answer for you, and it's probably pretty inexpensive, but I'd love to hear your recommendation. Okay. And question number two is, I have a portable audio system with a mini jack for the auxiliary input. I want to use the system to play a long music mix, maybe three or four hours long that I have on a USB drive. Is it possible that you could recommend that outboard disk drive, which itself has a USB input? into which I could plug that Music miss USB so that it plays on the audio system? Or if I'm trying to do too much with too few things, (laughs) is there another way to get music from that USB into the mini jack? Is there such a thing as a cord that is a USB female on one end and a mini male on the other that my audio system will know just to...
1: Play the music. Wow. Well, we're completely out of time. Thank you for calling. (laughs) Good questions, though. I think they've really had us doing some digging there, Rob. Uh, External disk drives, first of all, are very standard and compatible across the board. But if you're looking for something that'll work as effortlessly as possible then you can get one made by your computer's manufacturer. Every manufacturer, from LG to Lenovo to Dell to Apple and everyone in between, does sell their own external CD-DVD drives. Now, that's not strictly necessary. They are standard and should be compatible with any device. And these drives are a very mature technology, if you will, to the point of being largely obsolete these days. So you can't really go wrong no matter which you choose. And you'll see a price range from about $25 to around $100. There's no real harm in staying
2: close to the low end unless you plan to use the drive a lot. Now, in terms of piping audio to a mini audio jack, you can find players on Amazon for as little as $15 that will take a USB input and typically have some awful tiny built-in speaker and an audio out jack. Now, that might be the way to go. You can just ignore the speaker and use it as an audio pass-through interface. Uh, for example, a Blow mini speaker sells for about $17 on Amazon. It's called HemoBlow. HemoBlow. Okay. It's H-E-M-O-B-L-L-O. Okay, yeah. two L's. Yeah. All right. Um, so, no, we've never heard of that brand before, and we likely never will again. Yeah. Uh, but it's really a glorified adapter that lets you press play and then decodes the MP3 audio for you before piping it to a speaker. Okay, so it's a mini speaker, but we're just going to use it, in
1: Rob's case, as it's Kind of of a go-between. Pass the audio through, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, Now, a compact MP3 player with an FM tuner, literally being sold as compact MP3 player with FM tuner, uh, without even using a made-up brand name, goes for about $22 right now.
1: So, Rob, do please let us know what you ended up with, because I'm sure it'll help other listeners with similar quandaries. All the way into tomorrow.com.
9: don't don't keep it. Call
1: 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now.
11: Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone.
10: LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses, such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at 800 956 0683. 800 956 0683. 800 956 0683.
1: Hoping you're having a very happy Easter weekend or Passover weekend. Thanks for tuning in to tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And I forgot that I was going to do something special. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Cameron. Reminding us, he's ten years old now already. Holy moly!
2: And if you stay tuned, next segment will uh, will tell you the kind of stuff you can call in and win. Oh, there's a deal. I think (laughs) for that reason alone, I shall stay tuned. I think you should.
1: All right. We take our ability to move around for granted, but that can change, unfortunately, in an instant from a stroke. New options for rehab can make recovery faster and less expensive. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by MarPay. Here's Alfred Poor.
8: Thanks, Dave. Strokes are a leading cause of disability in the U.S., And every 40 seconds, someone suffers a stroke in this country. And many victims are left with impaired mobility. The standard treatment requires many trips to a rehab center to work with a physical therapist to recover the lost motor skills. A new study shows that a combination of telehealth sessions and in-home therapy can produce equivalent results in less time at a lower cost. Patients are given a video game called Recovery Rapids, that senses the movement of the player. The game requires them to control a kayak by moving their bodies and by simulating the movements of rowing and paddling. One test group had five hours of telehealth sessions along with self-managed gaming, while a control group spent 35 hours in a clinical setting with a trained therapist. At the end of the study, both groups had equivalent results. The home group spent less time with therapists and the overall cost was significantly lower. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave.
1: Thank you very much, Alfred. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by MarPay, powering employer health plans with AI intended to lower costs. Be sure to visit marpaihealth.com. And be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider. It's a free weekly
2: newsletter by visiting healthtechinsider.com. And if you like free weekly newsletters, you can also sign up for our free weekly newsletter at intotomorrow.com. Just enter your email address in the box, that will pop up. Again, that's intotomorrow.com.
7: Hi, guys. Back to Cameron Graveline. And if you have any questions about tech, don't forget to ask Dave so he can ask me. Call 800-899-INTO or use the free Into Tomorrow app. Now back to the guys.
1: (laughs) I think that's (laughs) our favorite message from young Cameron, who just isn't so young anymore. But but he's right. Just join us. Hit the Ask Dave mic button at intotomorrow.com on anything with a browser and a microphone. And
2: participate that way. Or hit the message to studio button in the Into Tomorrow app. That's even easy enough and good. Or you can uh, be old-fashioned and call the 800 number, 800-899-INTO. You say old-fashioned. It's, yeah. it's because Well, that's true. Like,
1: most of us don't use the phone as a phone anymore. Yeah. So I guess it's old-fashioned.
2: You, you boomers and us Xers are pretty <laughs> much the only ones left that actually use the phone as phones. Yeah. That's true. And I, But Rarely. I have friends that call me all the time, and I say, "Don't call me; just send a text."
1: Yeah, it's it's annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. Or send me an email, or a smoke signal, or something. Yeah.
2: But if you use one of those audio uh, options to let us hear you on the show, you can qualify to win some fabulous prizes.
1: Call in, win stuff. Thank you.
2: Oh yeah, like what kind of stuff? And by the way, make sure and tell them the legal part. Oh yeah, because you know, if you'd like any of these. Uh, prizes that we're about to list no promises no guarantees but if you tell us when you call in we will do our best to try to get that item to you maybe even a couple
1: of those items yeah. depending on availability and your involvement and you know how much fun we had with your call and that sort of you stuff. know and
2: we, we do send the occasional prize to an emailer but you know those tend to be you know pens and little uh, screen yeah. wipes you know we, we reserve the good prizes for those that let us hear them so what are some of these available
1: prizes this week when folks participate?
2: Well, we've got the ever-popular Human Touch uh, Reflex 5S foot and calf massagers. Boy, and that is not over-exaggerating,
1: the ever-popular part. So many people so many people have been asking for it that our friends from Human Touch said, okay, you know what, we'll, we'll send some more. Because, sure, we want to share them with your audience and, and let them feel so much better. Their calves and feet and lower legs. Oh my gosh, this thing is a
2: dream. Once you get past the initial underfoot tickle, it's amazing. (laughs) But the underfoot tickle only bothered you on the one that they sent us to demonstrate. Yeah, Everyone else was like, oh, my gosh, it feels so good. Well, after you know the initial shock of and the laughter, you know, I got through it. And How long it did it take? take? Anymore. Probably about uh, three minutes. About three <laughs> minutes.
1: And then you were able to do like a 10-minute session, and it was wonderful. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, we also have from SingSation, Performer Deluxe All-in-One Party Karaoke System. If you're one of
2: those that likes to karaoke. We've got uh, protective silicone cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri Remote from Ilago From Skosh. PowerVolt USB-C mini fast chargers. We've also got some of those cut-and-go Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers. We do, in fact. And from
1: WGP Glasses, Bluetooth audio sunglasses to share with you. You see, there's always fun stuff that you win when we hear you on the show. So it's not like we're begging you to call in, but we would love to hear you on the program because your involvement as i always say really makes the show it's nice to have guests and maybe you enjoy some of our tech news and commentary i hope you do Uh, whatever other things that we do but when you call in with a great question or two or three or you help another listener by contributing to our answers with your own experience things of that nature that really makes the show maybe you just want to share with us your favorite app these days but Why is it your favorite? Don't just say, well, here's my favorite app. Okay, great. That doesn't make it on the show. Tell us why you like it so much or dislike it. Warn our audience. Hey, don't waste your time with this. I had to spend 99 cents on it, and it's a waste or whatever. But tell us about it. And is the app available for iOS and Android or just one or the other? You know, give us some info,
2: and we'll share that with our audience. It's what we do. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit dexcom.com. I got a kick out of this that I thought I'd share with our audience. New York
1: Times executive editor Dean Baquette says he wants Times reporters to spend less time on Twitter. Okay. Relying too much on Twitter is especially harmful to our journalism, he says, when our feeds become echo chambers. (laughs) Okay. Baquette said in a letter to staff this past week, he says uh, that just enough already, too much time on Twitter. But they call what they do journalism? That's the part that confused me. Mm -hmm. That jumped out at me and said, well, it's not journalism. It's all one-sided, you morons at New York Times. But it's apparently spending too much
2: time on Twitter is part of the problem. Well, that's a problem for everybody. Everybody needs to spend less time on Twitter.
1: Yeah, Elon. No, Elon, buy them out, shut yeah. them down, and then put everybody back
2: on. <laughs> yeah, spend less time on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all of them. Just All the anti-social media. Dump social media. D- well, but come on. Most people listening, including us, wouldn't dump it all together. In fact, I have two friends that two years ago... You for, have two friends? I, I do have two friends. <laughs> I have two in particular that about two or three years ago for Lent, they decided to give up social media, all social media. And they never went back. Really? How long ago? It was like three year, two, three years ago. Well, I, but then they
1: don't get any information about what's going on in the world. That's probably why they stayed, stayed off. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I see. Well, that may very well be the point, yeah. Because how hard is it to otherwise avoid all the nonsense news and the fake news
2: and the, you know, the bizarre stories and stuff you don't really want to know about? Yeah, well, it was like a year and a half ago. I took about a week off Facebook, which turned into a month. It was the most peaceful month of my life. I don't know why I ever came back.
1: Put you back on Facebook?
2: Yeah, I mean, not as nearly as often.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that gives me a. a, a time to remind our audience that if you follow me on any of the various plethora of anti-social media and you mention into tomorrow, I will follow you back. It's only fair. So on, uh, let's see, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, Parler, I guess, anything and everything that you can think of, at Dave Graveline as one word, the at sign, Dave Graveline. Follow me.
2: I'll follow you back. Just mention the show, and I know you're a listener. Is Parler still around? I think so. <laughs> Are they? I know Donald I Trump's know. new new thing apparently has been uh, not doing as well as they thought. Executives have been leaving. Truth and, social. Yeah, yeah and I, I've heard that you know, Donald Trump himself isn't even you know posting as often as. Oh, wait, is his to. thing? Yeah. Oh, oops. Yeah, See,
1: certain- all the more reason Elon needs to just buy out hostile, takeover Twitter, and then get everybody back on the platform and you know open up free speech again i hope he's going to be the free speech hero yeah
2: i mean i know you have you know people like uh, mike lindell which i think tried to do his own thing and be, the pillow but, guy yeah yeah you know, that didn't work out for him either <laughs> yeah that's true there's <laughs> a frank speech or something like that yeah was that what it was <laughs> yeah yeah something uh-huh. you, you can like speak frankly I, it was you know not the best name but isn't but isn't his name mike yes <laughs> <laughs> well that's probably why it didn't work yeah well, there is that. But speaking of social media, Meta is following the Oversights Board recommendation to remove an exception that permitted users to share a person's residential address as long as it was, quote, publicly available. Oh. Meta's response comes about a year after the company asked the Oversight Board to weigh in on its handling of private residential information. The board issued a response calling on Meta to tighten its policies surrounding the sharing of private home addresses over concerns about doxing. Although Facebook and Instagram have already rules in place to bar users from sharing someone's home address, the Meta-owned platforms take no action against posts containing, quote, publicly available addresses. Yeah, but your addre- everybody's address is publicly available well, in, in public county records. Well, by Meta standards, this means any address that has been published in five or more news outlets or have been made public by, or made available by public records. Oh. Meta says that it will end this exception, quote, by the end of the year. By the end of the year. Yeah. Like, what's the point of
1: waiting? Right. Why not just do it now? Yeah. <laughs> especially if they think that's a problem. And guess what? That's a problem. Yeah. Especially- I mean, we have certain laws in some states here in Florida. As a former police officer, I don't have to list my address anywhere, and it should not be in any public record. Because, come on, the people I put in jail over the years, you know, would certainly want to get back at you.
2: Yeah. You arrested me. It's your fault. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do the crime if you can't do the yeah, time. Well, you know, and I wondered, my, you know, all my information, you know, was out there on, on the web and, I, and and available. And I always wondered how my information got out there until I realized that I spent a couple of years serving on some committees in the town locally, and anybody can request any of that information. Jeez. You know, just just sending an email to somebody that was involved with the town. Now my email address is part of public record. Things that people don't think about. Well, that'll teach you to help your community. (laughs) Exactly. That's why I stopped. I'm not
1: nice anymore. I see. How about this? In streaming entertainment news that will surely enhance your life, Netflix is introducing two thumbs up. Oh, yeah.
2: I've seen that on some of my things.
1: It's an additional way for users to let the streamer know what types of shows and movies they want to see more of. Now Netflix users see the option to tap on a two-thumbs-up button, which sits alongside the existing thumbs-up button and thumbs-down buttons on a TV show or a movie's page. This signal will then be used to further personalize Netflix's recommendations, including through new features that have yet to launch, they say. The director of product innovation at Netflix said, we've heard from members that there's a difference between something they liked
2: and something that they really loved. And I have actually clicked the two thumbs up on a few things. Mostly some of the crime documentaries I have. Yeah, Netflix does have some cool crime documentaries these days.
1: It says we're giving them more control and agency over what is being
2: shown to them. Yes, Yes, you click it and it says, love this. Does so, it. so you can the I guess, two thumbs up are right, so love you can, this you can dislike like or love.
1: Oh boy, <laughs> is that like the Haagen Dazs uh, love it, uh, like it uh, bowls? No, that's
2: that's um, uh, the other one. The other cold stone, stone, stone creamery. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that shows you how say, often I go out cold, fry but cream. That's uh, that's the wrestler. It, yeah, it cold, cold stone, stone
1: yes. creamery. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, there is that too. Um, wow, but that's kind of interesting. I guess you know why not get two thumbs up on something if you like. If you really really like it.
2: If Into Tomorrow was on Netflix, I would love it.
1: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, be sure to love us, won't you? At intotomorrow.com
11: Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged, to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at one 888 for as little as $119 for 90 pills need your package in a hurry call 888-856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try that's 888-856-8066 again 888-856-8066
1: how would you like to feel your best every day Every day.
4: Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663.
3: That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663.
1: And into tomorrow, a little tech fact that might help you out. If you point your car keys to your head, I usually just kind of stick the remote under my chin... It increases the remote's signal range. This works by using your brain to act as a radio transmitter and your skull. That's why it doesn't work for me.
2: Yeah, you got to have a brain. You got to have a brain. It doesn't right. work through that, all that air. Yeah, he's Chris Graveline. <laughs> he's Dave Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline <laughs> is brought to you in part by Stream Guys, streaming media solutions for the smartest businesses on the internet. Visit StreamGuys.com. Let's go to Atlanta, Georgia. Madeline listens on AM
1: nine twenty. The answer, hey Madeline.
6: First of all, I just want to say I love you all show. You guys make me laugh, and I learn things, so well, I appreciate that. Well, thank you. I just had a question about different VPNs. I understand that with every computer, you should have antivirus software. What is the best on that? That's one question. And the second question is, what's the best VPN? Right now, I have Norton. And sometimes I think it causes me trouble. I've heard different people say because it can cause the computer not to work as well as it should and block me from sites where I don't want it to block me from. But also I was considering ExpressVPN. What's the difference between like that and say Norton? Because I think Norton doesn't block or doesn't give the anti-trackers unless I buy that service, although they have a the VPN. But ExpressVPN, from what I understand, provides the anti-tracker included in the VPN. If you could explain the difference to me, I'd appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: It's our pleasure, Madeline. And again, thank you for the kind words. We unfortunately, though, have less than great news here. Most consumer VPN companies, or virtual private network, if you will, are fronts for a few underlying corporate giants that bought them all years ago. For example, if you use IPVanish, Strong VPN, EncryptMe, uh, Safer VPN, Overplay VPN, VPN. VPN hub, yeah. There's more. Name Cheaps VPN, Tweak News VPN, Easy News VPN, or News Hostings VPN. Whew! You're using the same VPN operated by a company named J2. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. So that's the case for the overwhelming majority of providers, and there are others. That are two-person operations running leased servers off of places like Panama to minimize the chance of
2: logging. And the main difference be- behind something like Norton's VPN and something like Express VPN is that Norton's main business is still outside of VPNs. And they're going through the motions of providing a VPN service without really trying too hard. People who use their service often report issues with streaming services, their speeds are not great, and more worryingly, it leaks DNS data and doesn't work properly with IPv6. Oh, and DNS is domain name server information. Now,
1: unfortunately, ExpressVPN was bought by Cape Technologies, who has a less-than-stellar track record when it comes to privacy. So avoiding ExpressVPN for now may not be the worst thing in the world. NordVPN is still independent and reasonably well-reviewed and blocks trackers. So that may be a good option for you. The same goes
2: for ProtonVPN. Just remember that all of these companies are constantly bought by corporate entities that want the user counts and do not care about your privacy. So check often and make sure that you're still paying who you think you're paying for for the service that you think you're paying for. Huh? Yeah. No, I get the point. Exactly. And Madeline, it's a shame because
1: we talked years ago when VPNs were just coming into reality and very popular. They were pretty much all legit and helpful. And I used a VPN all the time when traveling in China, for example, because otherwise I couldn't access any social media or Google or, you know, anything like that. So I always used a VPN in traveling. But you just have to be much more careful these days. All of our notes and all the stuff we talked about are available for you at intotomorrow.com. Just look for the weekend of April 15th, 2022. Welcome back into tomorrow. Hopefully you're celebrating a very happy Passover this weekend or Easter
2: and delighted that you've tuned into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of into tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out. If you're looking to start your own podcast, visit blubrry.com.
1: Jeff in St. Cloud, Minnesota is participating with the free into tomorrow app, and we love you for it. Hey, Jeff. Hey guys, really enjoy listening
3: to your show. Wonderful system that you guys have set up for helping people. And I'm looking for a Wi-Fi system for my house. It's a 3,600 square foot, three-story house. My Wi-Fi system that I have now doesn't always pick up in all the corners properly. And I'm just looking for something, whatever's the best out there, to uh, help out with a house of this size. I would appreciate any help you can give me.
1: Well, Jeff, it'll be our pleasure to help you out. 3,600 square feet is probably a bit too much for a single router to handle reliably. So we think your best option is to buy a mesh system. Mesh systems consist of several different devices that you place in different parts of your house. To get full coverage, each component is an individual access point, but the system works as a single Wi-Fi network. So you don't have to worry about switching networks depending on which part of the house you're in at the time. You just connect to one, and the mesh network hands off the connection to the component with the best signal in the background.
2: Yeah, I've got one of these uh, mesh systems at my house, But two-story townhouse. got one unit downstairs, one unit upstairs, and I get perfect signal everywhere. Yeah, yeah you didn't before then. You right. had all kind of trouble upstairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, there are several systems that you can look into. Google's Nest Wi-Fi system is probably about as cheap as they get. Um, a three-point system will cost you about $350. An Eero 3-pack will cost you considerably more. Think around $600. Um, a Netgear Orbi with Wi-Fi 6 support will add another digit. That's the one I use, but I don't have the Wi-Fi 6 yet. You do. You have the, the yeah. newer or, or, Orbi with the Wi-Fi six. It adds another digit, meaning seven hundred dollars. Yeah, or six hundred and one. It's <laughs> probably six hundred one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now, no matter, no matter which system you choose, you can always add more access points as you go. So you may be able to start off with a two-point system and see if that happens to work for you. But given the size of your home, it's likely that you'll need at least three access points. Yeah. And and you may move those access points around based on the better coverage. You might find
1: certain areas in the house that are blocked by certain walls or, or a basement or something of that nature. So experiment with them a little bit.
2: Yeah, and I'd recommend with a three-story house, you might want to look at a system with at least three access points. So you put one on each level.
1: Yeah, and you probably can't go wrong there, even though yeah. you still might move them around a little bit and then get to those sweet spots, if you will. Meantime, join us at intotomorrow.com, won't you? All three hours.
0: Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline.
1: It's our 27th year on the air bringing you the latest cool consumer tech all the way into Tomorrow this for the weekend of Friday, April 15th, 2022, the Friday date, Good Friday. And this weekend, of course, Passover for those who celebrate Passover, hopefully having a happy Passover and a very happy Easter for those celebrating Easter this weekend. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Yes, indeed. We got some tech news and commentary, an email, email, why didn't he call from Jeffrey coming up,
2: among other things. But first... YouTube TV is testing support for Dolby 5.1 surround sound on Google TV, Android TV, and Roku devices. Hmm. In a tweet, the platform said 5.1 Audio will launch over these devices next if... Quote, everything runs smoothly during the test. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, at least they put that asterisk in there. Yeah. Um, if you were hoping to get surround sound while watching YouTube TV on your Apple TV, Fire TV, Xbox, or PlayStation, however, you'll have to wait a little bit longer. Oh. The platform says it's still working internally uh, and with partners to get 5.1 support on those platforms. YouTube TV currently supports 5.1 surround sound on Samsung, LG, and Vizio TVs, as well as traditional Chromecast streaming devices.
1: Interesting. Boy, surround sound, though, would be kind of cool Yeah, if it works out, as they say. (laughs) Video sharing app TikTok's advertisement revenue is likely to triple this year to more than $11 billion. Must be nice. Is that with a B? Yes. (laughs) Exceeding the combined sales of its rivals Twitter and Snap. According to research firm Insider Intelligence.
2: Well, and I always forget about Snap when I'm talking about social media.
1: Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm not on Snap. <laughs>
2: well, because unless you're a, you know, a teenage girl, you don't really use Snapchat.
1: <laughs> I'm definitely not a teenage girl. Yeah. So there you go. I don't I don't use Snap. But $11 billion, yes, with a B, dollars this year. Yikes. And pff, I mean, it's bad enough that they're all bombarding us with ads to begin with. But no wonder... And, of course, they're outpacing growth-wise not only in advertising but in users Mm -hmm. over Twitter and Snap and a bunch of other stuff.
2: Yeah, Yeah, And I haven't even been – I mean, i talked about that I'm not on Facebook very often anymore. I haven't even been on TikTok very much anyway because it's just getting boring. It's the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. Different people trying the same trend over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. And when I do occasionally, I find maybe once a week – in a bored moment, or I can't quite fall asleep. Worst time to be on your phone anyway. But I may go to TikTok just to see. But you're right. It's the same thing. I find myself swipe up, swipe up, swipe up. It's like, well, okay, done. You know, nothing, not well, not any, I can't say nothing, but rare. Do you find something new and innovative and different? But well, I'm on TikTok, so there you go.
2: <laughs> Follow that's, me. That's new and innovating and different?
1: Nah. Yeah. Nah, not really. But do you take us into tomorrow? I do. Okay. A couple of times. Forget foldables by the way. Samsung could launch a new type of foldable this year with a scrolling flexible screen. See, I was waiting for like an accordion screen. That'd be kind of funny. I don't know how they'd get rid of those (laughs) folds, though. Samsung might have an entirely new foldable to show off later this year. Tom's Guide says they're not just talking about the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 4 or the Galaxy Z Flip 4, but also a completely fresh design that may use a scrolling display. The presence of a third model may have been figured out from code names reportedly revealed to Galaxy Club... Those three code names are B4, Q4, and N4. Okay. There you
2: go. Now you have the code names and
1: <laughs> see what may end up coming of it.
2: Yeah. T Mobile detailed plans to launch more affordable prepaid plans under a new consumer brand targeting customers who do not consume great amounts of data. The Connect by T Mobile brand will offer plans priced at $10 to $35 per month and include free caller ID and an app that blocks spam calls. Woohoo! The plans are available in the operator's own stores and multi carrier retailers across the U.S. Interesting. That kind of reminds me. of... Go ahead. So it seems like they're trying to compete more with people like Track Phone and, yeah. and all the other prepaid services. True. But along those lines, a little 5G update. C-band spectrum
1: could help AT&T and Verizon try to catch up and equal T-Mobile's download speeds on 5G connections. They're not there yet, but they're trying to catch up with T-Mobile. That according to an open signal analysis. Although T-Mobile continues to hold a wide lead overall, Verizon's use of the frequencies has a greater impact due to its larger C-band network. But the one clearly covering the U.S. more than... AT&T or Verizon continues to be Mm T-Mobile at this moment. Now, what that means for us T-Mobile customers is that they're going to have to up their game because AT&T and Verizon, remember, there's only three cellular carriers. Those three. That's it. Everybody else, if you say, oh, no, 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 I'm on this or that. Well, guess what? They all use one of the
2: three. And of course, I'm waiting for either T Mobile or Verizon to launch their 5G home internet service in my area. I'm on the waiting list for both. Yeah. But I'm trying to get rid of Comcast. And, you know, I, I see 5G towers, you know, all over my, my neighborhood. I don't know whose but towers they are. Are they are in or, your community? Nothing in my community no, yet. But they're down the street. So, you know, mm-hmm.
1: but, yeah, but. you need many more 5G towers. And how do you know it's a 5G tower? It looks like uh, a big flat top Q tip. Yeah, flat top <laughs> Q tip. Sometimes black or gray, usually. Sometimes white. I saw, saw another white one the other day. But
2: although well, I talked on the show a few weeks ago about a, a new thing, I guess, I think it was AT&T, whatever it was testing, a little device to go on top of like street light poles yeah. that are almost yeah. like repeaters for 5G.
1: Yeah, which they need. You need many more 5G towers, if you will,
2: antennae than you have had to use with 4G and 3G cellular. And the problem is in, you know, my, in my little town, it seems to me like the whole town is like a dead zone for T-Mobile, which is, of course, what I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm just afraid that they've been putting so much emphasis on growing the 5G network that they've kind of ignored the, the LTE network that most of us are still on.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Hopefully, they'll get the big picture. Yeah. Chris will plead with you. Yeah. All right. So here's an email from Jeffrey, who's joining us from We Have No Idea and listens to the show he didn't bother to say. No. Well, which we That's why we want you to call in, because we prompt you for that information. But let's go with his email anyway.
2: Well, he says, hi, Dave and Chris. I just upgraded to Windows 10, and I've found that certain functions work only with Internet Explorer. Hmm. The system is not able to do certain functions unless it is with Explorer. I do have Edge. However, it does not seem to work. Oh. Is there a way that Explorer will work inside Edge? And he also adds, my granddaughter would love the sensation, and my feet would feel great with Reflex 5. <laughs> well, those are two very valuable prizes. Right. So maybe you get one. Or maybe if you call in with your next question over the next oh, couple of Oh, that's true. Weeks, this is an email. Right, we might be, because we always say that uh, you know, we have to be heard on the air. To win prizes,
1: yeah. especially the good stuff. Oh, good point. So, yeah, Jeffrey, call in with a question or comment and tell us about your granddaughter or how good your feet would feel. But in the meantime, Internet Explorer is dead. Even Microsoft's own Teams video conferencing product, which saw a big surge in popularity in the early days
2: of the pandemic, stopped supporting Internet Explorer in November of 2020. Yeah, Microsoft has even set a sunset date for Internet Explorer of June of this year, meaning that it will be fully taken offline and will not be supported in any way going forward. Uh, So if you still have it installed, it will likely continue to work until one day it just doesn't anymore from lack of maintenance. Um, Now, I'm not sure what system functions you use that would require Internet Explorer. It's very much a legacy product, so nothing built recently or especially built by Microsoft should require it anymore. Yeah. Let us know, Jeffrey, with a phone call. And then we'll see if we can't get one
1: of those cool things, maybe for your granddaughter. Won't you be the best granddad if you get her sensation,
5: something like that? Check it out at intotomorrow.com.
10: You prefer the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage, the service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and will help you get them. Call 800 901 5093. That's 800 901 5093. 800 901 5093. And let Best Med do the work for you.
9: don't keep it.
3: Call eight hundred six one three twenty
1: seven fifteen. That's eight hundred six one three twenty seven fifteen. Eight hundred six one three twenty seven fifteen. Call now. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Thank you for tuning into the program. Thank you in advance for participating on the program. Remember our mantra, call in, win stuff. It really is easy. But you make the show. Whether you have a question about something you heard with one of our guests or maybe a question in general about consumer technology. Perhaps you want to help another listener by adding to one of our answers. Whatever the case, we'd love to hear from you because, again, your participation really makes the broadcast every week. And when we hear you on the air, you automatically win stuff. It really is that easy. Easy ways to participate as well. There's three you can choose from. One, of course, is to use the free Into Tomorrow app. Search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow tomorrow another way of course if you use your phone as a telephone these days uh, who does that but some people do you're welcome to call us anytime toll-free 24 7 to 800-899-into it's toll-free from anywhere in north america 800-899-4686 or the way that a lot of folks are doing it now on any device with a browser and a microphone So that can be your computer, your laptop, your desktop, your tablet, or your smartphone. If it's got a browser and a microphone, then visit us at intotomorrow.com and click on that little Ask Dave button on the lower right. And you can do it that way as well and participate. All we ask is that you give us your first name, where you're joining us from, and how you hear the show. And voila, you'll be on the air. Our next guest joining us from London, England. His company has unified mobile hardware, social purpose, and cutting-edge fintech with the release of a new smartphone. There's some really unique things that they're doing. The co-founder and CEO of a company called Zambezi is Alpesh Patel. Alpesh, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. How's the weather in London?
12: Very, very British. Gray (laughs) and uh, raining all the time. uh, Yeah. Well, terrible visit. thing. I, I've always
1: enjoyed my visits to London, probably especially because I know I'm coming back home to Miami afterwards. So, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's always been a great city to, to visit. It so is. I look forward to uh, to seeing London again sometime soon, I hope. As always, want to remind our radio audience that we've got video of almost all of our radio guests showing you the products, showing you uh, the guests, showing you some of the things that they do. So uh, we invite you to visit intotomorrow.com and look for this interview and check it out. First of all, tell me a little bit about your company, uh, Zambezi, what is it all about? And then let's get into specifically what you guys are doing that's really cutting edge these days.
12: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, uh, thank you for the opportunity uh, sure. to, to, to showcase our, our offering. Uh, Zambezi is basically a new category within the smartphone ecosystem. I think we all agree that the world doesn't need another phone. Yeah. We all agree that the world doesn't need another OS. <laughs> But what the world really needs is is for the consumer who's looking at their screen three to 400 times a day for the consumer to start getting some kind of rewards for what they're sharing on that phone. And unfortunately, the big guys are not doing that. So based on my background coming from uh, what, 30 odd years now in the mobile device space, I was director of Motorola, Middle East and Africa for many years. I created Africa's first mobile device brand and I sold that business four years ago. Uh, One of the key things here is that, you know, uh, we, we can't get into a price war. There's, there's always going to be someone cheaper than you. I always swore to myself that my next platform is going to be based on value. And that is really about creating something that continuously rewards the user. So we built this uh, proposition called Zambezi, as you can see here. And it really is something that doesn't exist today. It's a curated and aggregated platform that consists of hardware and software. It's what I like to call familiarity, but with a difference. Hmm. Uh, just to let you know why we call it Zambezi, we're a minority owned company. Zambezi, the great African river, it's obviously a minority player on Amazon, being the great South American river that now the great e commerce company. B-I-Z-I, short for tech being tech friendly purposes. The BIZ because it's a business tool, and the IZI because it's extremely easy to use. So, yeah, I'm lo- loving to show you the, the, the product when. Uh, Uh, when we're ready sure well
1: give us an idea of what it what is it that it does that makes it different I mean obviously we've established now that it's uh, hardware and software and that's cool and apparently works with AT&T and T-Mobile but as I understand only prepaid sim cards at this point is that correct
12: yeah correct what we've done with the U.S. uh, we are a U.S. company I just happen to be the, the the only non-american shareholder and, and co-founder but we are a we are a us majority owned us company and america is our target target market uh, it's it's just about bringing more choice to the consumers in the in the us if you look at all the carrier offerings right now most of it is apple samsung apple samsung yeah we want to bring a bit more choice to the to the to the market and with that approach going directly to the end user which is a direct to consumer model you can buy the product on our website it is an unlocked device which, uh, which uh, and, and works on a prepaid package. We do attach a SIM card with one of our partners that comes in the package, but that's obviously up to the user whether they wish to connect it or not. Okay. Um, we're trying to be directly to the consumer so that we can, we can kind of own that communication channel with them and keep them updated on latest offers and things.
1: Got gotcha. you. But it's a lot more I'm guessing than just uh, dealing with a different carrier or even perhaps your same carrier that you might be used to. Uh, where does that cutting edge uh, financial tech come into the picture?
12: i'm about to show you so what we are saying here is familiarity with the difference what we built um you cannot enforce completely something new and take a consumer on a 180 degree turn it's going to take a long time for them to for them to get used to things you have to what we call a build uh, uh, within some kind of comfort zone and that's why we say familiarity but with a difference familiarity being the handset everyone understands what a handset looks like what it works like People will forget their kids at home, but they will not forget their hands. <laughs> uh, that's how important this thing is.
1: Touché. Um
12: we made it very transparent because that's our brand ethics. And I'll explain why. It's a beautiful Android device. It's, um, it's a, a 6.7 inch screen, Android 11. It's an optical processor. But that's, you know, like I said, we're not in the phone business and we're not trying to compete with uh, the other big brands. I don't think the world needs folding phones. I don't think the world is trying to get a 90 megapixel camera. <laughs> What we're trying to show here is what's inside the phone, the familiarity, but with the difference. So here you'll see a mobile digital billboard, right? This does not exist today on any phone. This is passive advertising with the aim, what we're working on right now in the back end, just look at your phone and get paid. Just look and get paid. Really? And, just- and, and
1: we and you that's- talked about earlier, you talked about how we look at our phones three or 400 times a day. Imagine if you could look at your phone that many times and get paid for it. So how does that work?
12: Well, that's all gonna be based on AI. It's all gonna be based on equality. It's all gonna be based on transparency. So basically whatever we would earn from the advertising partners, we would just share some of that equally with all our total user base, uh-huh. right? And I think that's a fair deal. That's a very fair deal because you can't force someone to click, right? But you should, there's still their eyeballs going to it. Um, but Dave, the real beauty here is the Zambezi ecosystem when you press the Z button. Now we've here curated, I believe there's four or five things that people need in general to become really productive. You need wealth, you need health, you need to learn and you need to play. And under those categories, we've assembled a pretty decent uh, initial set of partnerships industry leading partners what brings all these together is our proprietary re- rewards oops sorry I was wrong, our proprietary sorry what am i doing here our proprietary rewards wallet that we built here and this rewards uh... wallet basically captures your activities whether you're searching sharing shopping and when it gets to 20 dollars minimum you press redeem and the money goes into your Zambezi visa debit card it also comes with a physical card you go to the atm you take your cash it's a very raw, convenient form of fintech. Really? Now, if you think about it, there's lots of loyalty programs around today, but I don't want to fly with your airline. I don't want to buy that kettle and toaster from your catalog. I want cash. We're giving the power back to the user to be able to monetize from their screen and get cash and spend it however they want. So that's a really important part of our fintech. Every phone comes with its own Visa debit card, which eventually entails financial inclusion for millions of Americans that may not be part of that, that, that need to be included in the whole digital economy. Uh, that's a very important part of our message. And we are a social brand as well. I'll, I'll, I'll even speak about that a bit later. We've got some really other really cool uh, uh, other apps on this phone. We've got shopping app that's uh, linked in with U.S. retailers. You take a picture uh, from your screenshot, you, you, you can find that product, you get rewarded for it. We've got brilliant video technology like this video, for example, um, this doesn't exist today. With my finger, I'm able to edit.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Right? Again, this- those, those of you not yet watching the video, you can see it at intotomorrow.com, but you can see how he's l- literally moving around in the video uh, with his finger on the screen. And that's, that's something different. Yeah.
12: It, is. it doesn't exist on any phone because we believe that this is going to create the next generation of content creators where you shoot with your Zambezi phone and with your finger, you're editing it. You can chop it up, add music, and then share it with your social media network. And when you share that, you're going to get paid because you'll, there'll be an advert in between. Hmm. So it's a really, really cool um, uh, offering. We've got a partnership with Yahoo for Search. We've got a telemedicine healthcare portal with some COVID information portal as well. We've got It comes with free cloud storage. Um, and it's got, you know, you get rewarded for answering questions, surveys, and everything.
1: We're going to take a quick break and come right back and continue our discussion with Alpash Patel, the co founder and CEO of Zembezi. And you want to visit their site in the meantime, zmbizi.com. And of course, hit us up at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Don't go away. There's much more to know about this cool new smartphone and its features right after this. As Into Tomorrow continues, I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the co-founder and CEO of Zambezi, Alpesh Patel.
12: Dave, think about this. We've got so many things going on here, right? Imagine this is the cake. Imagine the icons are the cream on the cake. <laughs> let, me the, let me show you the cherry on top and why we believe Zambezi is the future, um, because we've got tap and pay. Tap and pay is a new category in payments. So what we've done here is we've built in our own soft pods, which converts this phone into a payment acceptance terminal.
1: I'm wondering Alpesh if, if it's possible to bring the the uh, level, the brightness down slightly on the phone because most of what you're showing us is, is getting washed out on the video. So if you just can bring brightness down a little bit and then what you're showing us uh, might actually appear. The guys in the control room are pulling their hair out going, yeah, we can't really see everything. We're seeing some of it, but hopefully you can get- uh, Is that better? Uh, I guess I'm not. I don't know what we're missing. Oh, I'm seeing a one dollar. Uh, okay. okay. So imagine,
12: Good. imagine I come to your house and I cut grass or I clean windows, and I'm going to charge you a dollar as an example.
1: Well, that'd be um, nice. I'll hire you right now
12: for a dollar. <laughs> I know. I'm probably, i probably be getting like hundred jobs a minute. But yes. Look, yeah. I mean that one dollar as an example. I'm taking my live UK debit card. I can even take my iPhone. I can even take my Samsung Pay, and I'll tap up the back of the phone. Uh, And I will take the payment.
1: Interesting. Okay. So it's it's sort of like an NFC kind of thing in that sense where you're tapping the phone, or in this case, you're tapping the card on the back of the phone and getting your payment.
12: Correct. And what we've done there, we've converted, again, familiarity, but with a difference. We've converted everyday people who now are wishing to be their own entrepreneurs, become their own micro merchants. A lot of people lost their jobs because of COVID. You know as well as I do that four million people last week did not go back to work in the U.S. Yeah, Right? How are the four million people going to survive? Because they realize, hang on a minute, I can do this, I can do that, I've always wanted to be a yoga teacher, I've always wanted to bake those cookies. Now they're going to fulfill their dreams and they're going to be able to have a tool to be able to collect those payments. But it's for a community that is what we call micro merchants. These are all relatively small amounts. Um, uh, the the card schemes give us, I think the limit is two to $300 per transaction because you don't need to put in the pin number.
8: Mm. Okay,
1: And you talked about being paid for uh, what you call over there on the other side of the pond, adverts, or ads as we know them. Um, and in that in that case, how long are these ads? Because I'm, I'm hearing my audience in my head saying, well, I put up with ads when I'm watching a YouTube video or something, or I can get to a point where maybe I can skip an ad here and there. But how long typically are the ads, just to give people an idea what it is that we don't, they may have we, to we do? Don't, we,
12: don't have, we don't have anything on this phone that you have to watch an ad.
1: Oh, really? That's oh, the difference. Okay.
12: Mm-hmm. Ah. How we're doing it is actually very basic, which is basic humanity. We're sharing. Whatever we earning on the screen from our affiliate partners, whether you whether you shop on our shopping network, what, what, whether you're doing a card transaction and whatever fees we make, whatever we make on this screen, we're just sharing it back to the user.
1: Okay. But you mentioned just, just watching an advert or seeing it, it can, no, can allow saying, you to pay. What I'm paid.
12: saying is, no, because you see here, here, you're seeing the advert, but... It's coming on and it's, it's going off. And we're not forcing you to watch it, but you're going to look at your phone anyway, but you might as well get paid for it. Oh,
1: okay. Not, you're,
12: not, so, you're not deliberately clicking having to click on it.
1: Right. It's just something on the screen, whether you're continuing to look at it or not, you're saying.
12: Yeah. Okay. And, and, and when I said about the video, when you share that video and your receiver sees that video, you don't have to do anything. You're just sharing that video with, a, with an ad in it. Hmm. it's your receiver that has to see the video right okay but you're getting rewarded for it
1: gotcha for well now, your content i understand on your website there's also also a social purpose for zambezi so what would that be
12: well you know our target audience is is, uh, is basically the marginalized the unbanked communities that are that have been through a tough time urban communities multicultural black white asian latino you know i mean um the, the, you know in the, if you notice how big the tech giants have become over the last one year, just because of COVID. Uh, they've become trillionaires, but a lot of the people have been left behind. And one of the timely, we were actually meant to release Zambezi in April 2020, but then COVID happened, so we had to shelve our plans for a few months. Mm. But the timing could not be better right now, especially what's happened with with uh, with all the protests last year, uh, what's happened with COVID, people are now having to kind of fend for themselves. And, you know, the, the thing is that, a lot of people are getting left behind in this digital ecosystem, so we wanted to be a bit inclusive and say, how do we take something to the to the to the people first, rather than just corporate, 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 mm. right? Okay. Um, and, and one of the key things here is that, as an example, Apple collected 12 billion dollars from Google um, uh, last year for every Apple phone to have a Google search engine. Yeah. I use an iphone as my second phone i'm yet to get one dollar in the mail for my contribution to that ecosystem
1: oh of course because we talk on our show all the time about how you and i we are the product for them uh, so we're not gonna get any money uh, for for any of that even though we all should be getting a commission for what they're making especially because exactly. it's billions of dollars yeah
12: exactly. Apple, apple can quite easily give every one of their users a hundred dollars each and still have enough left in the bank
1: oh, of course right
12: but they're not—they're not doing that because it's—it's it's just one of those worlds where big companies report to Wall Street. We're reporting to Main Street. That's—that's hmm. that's the fact. We're, 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 this is a people's brand, and we said, "Look, how do we put everything under one six-inch screen?"
8: Yeah.
12: Where it's just a constant rewarding machine, because you know that famous expression: uh, "If you want to predict the, uh, if you want to, um, uh, predict the future, you're going to create it." Right. <laughs> yeah. And we strongly—we we strongly believe that the future is going to be a rewards-based economy. It starts with the phone that pays you, it goes to the TV that pays you, the fridge that pays you, the car that pays you, because everywhere you're interacting, you're sharing your data.
1: Okay. Uh, well, we also read something along the lines of how the Z2 can provide relief to small businesses. So we're fast running out of time, but quickly tell me how that can happen.
12: Well, that's a tapping in page that I showed you. Like, oh, okay. you know, we, can really, we can really make it, it we easy
1: for small businesses pay. to collect payments that way.
12: Correct. And you can be mobile and you can have bricks and mortar or you can be on the road, as most people are now, and just keep on collecting money on your phone. But guess what? I can even make a phone call and I can even check my Instagram all under one screen.
1: Okay, then real quick, what does the phone cost and how do we deal with the monthly expense? How does that work real
12: quick? So the cost, the Z2, uh, the superior phone, is $550 uh, retail. Is, it's on pre-order right now. We're shipping next month. But it comes with a lot of uh, things included, like free shipping. It comes with protective case, screen protector, one-year free mobile theft insurance, antivirus software, one-year free cloud storage service. I mean, there's a lot of things in built into that. And we've got a payment plan available on the website as well, where you can pay monthly. We also ship it a SIM card uh, that is being powered by Boom Mobile, B-O-O-M. They're our SIM card partner and that basically is going to be a $27 a month prepaid package which includes unlimited text and talk and 10 GB of data. Okay. What a bad deal.
1: Yeah, very good. It sounds very cool. And you've got a whole bunch of marketing slogans there that we've squeezed into these several minutes. So, uh, <laughs> But it does, I, I get what you're saying, and it does make sense. So we invite our audience to check out your website, Zambizi.com, which is Z-M-B-I-Z-I. So no yeah. A, but think of Zambizi, Z-M-B-I-Z-I.com. And, of course, we'll get you there when you visit into tomorrow.com. Alpesh, uh, thanks for spending a few minutes with us, co-founder and CEO and busy. We wish you well and I can certainly see this phone does tend to bring us more into tomorrow. So thanks for sharing with us. Thank
12: you very much for having me. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. You too. Or a great evening in your case since you're joining us from London. And again it's ZMBizi.com Visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline Stay tuned. Much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network.
10: Lifecare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease to find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log call LifeCare at 800-956-0683 800-956-0683 800-956-0683
1: how would you like to feel your best every day Your best every day.
9: I can't let diabetes get in my way. So here's what I do. I wear the Dexcom G6.
0: Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24 seven protection, peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405, that's 800-970-8405.
6: Don't you have a tech question? Call us anytime. one 800 899
7: 1-800-899-4686. Call in. Winstuff. stuff. Thank you.
2: And thank you, Cameron. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, you'll soon discover the options can be a bit overwhelming. Blueberry makes it easy. Visit blubrry.com.
6: It's time for our IFA history
5: major.
12: IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this thing, look back
0: at
10: IFA's Historic Here's Chris Grave live. IFA history,
2: oh IFA, IFA history, God. IFA In 1977, during the International Funkarstellung, today you known as You just like saying
1: the, the their old name.
2: I do. I always said the International um Farfignugin. Yeah. But that's not it. No. Okay. Um, the age of home video recording really started with competing formats.
6: Affirmative.
2: In addition to VHS and Betamax, a European technology was introduced, heavily promoted by the two giants who had developed it, Philips and Grundig. It was named Video 2000, and again had two loops of quarter-inch tape, one on top of the other, but in the same cassette. Great googly moogly. The cassette had to be turned over to record on the other loop. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. Oh, and we will be visiting them
1: in person, will we not, this coming September? We will. Actually, we arrive there in uh, late August, yeah. and then the show starts September 2nd, I believe. Yep. Through the 7th. Yes, sir. Yeah. It'll be our 18th year broadcasting from IFA, and what's really cool is we would love anyone in our audience to plan a vacation to Berlin, Germany in September. And join us at IFA because, yeah, unlike CES and most other trade shows, this one is open to the public. You can come in and see all the cool new innovations. So where should they check again? IFA-Berlin.com and visit us at
2: IntoTomorrow.com.
1: Dan in St. John's, Michigan listens online, and we love you for it, calling in using the free into tomorrow app hey dan i recently
0: got a new moto e smartphone and a new router and it's a dual band router the 5g gives me better speed
3: but i noticed that the signal tends to drop in and out
0: as i move around the house is where the 2.4 g network slower speed but it seems to be more stable i was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit
3: on the advantages or disadvantages of these uh,
0: two different Wi-Fi bands, how they work, and how I might go about improving uh, my signal capabilities.
1: Well, Dan, it sounds like you kind of figured out some of the advantages and disadvantages on your own already. 2.4 gigahertz carries a slower signal, but the frequency is more resilient against obstacles, so it tends to be less affected by walls and trees and that sort of thing. 5 gigahertz frequency signals carry a faster connection, but at the expense of that resiliency against obstacles.
2: Yeah, 5 gigahertz signals have advantages against some types of interference from other electronics. But generally speaking, the signal is more likely to deteriorate as you step further away from the uh, wireless access point. If you want to improve your five gigahertz signal and don't want to knock down any of your walls, Mm -hmm. uh, your only real option is a wireless repeater or or a Wi-Fi mesh system that can boost the signal every now and then so that it can get through the farthest walls.
1: Yeah. Now, there's really nothing else you can do that will work and make it work more reliably. So you kind of got the right idea already, Dan.
2: Yeah, and in my opinion, those mesh systems they can be kind of pricey, but if you're especially if you're trying to cover a big area or you have a house with a lot of walls or yeah, or like maybe it, upstairs, yeah, downstairs. In, in my case, I live in a two-story townhouse, so I was getting really poor signal upstairs. So you and I both use uh, wireless uh, mesh systems. We mm-hmm. have you actually have the the Netgear Orbi. You've got the latest version here, and then when you got the latest version, I kind of got it, like trickled down to me. So hand I got, me down. I got the hand me down, which <laughs> is still perfect for me. But you know those those work very well. Yeah. So consider that as
1: well. But 2.4, if you're not worried about speed, and generally you wouldn't be, it's connections, especially if it's for some security issues or even security cameras work perfectly at 2.4 gig. So that should take care of you in the long run. Sharon in Fairbanks, Alaska listens on News Radio 970 KFBX and calling in using the Ask Dave button. At intotomorrow.com. Hey, Sharon.
6: Is there something like a Nook or another device that'll read the books instead of buying them on, like, Audible? Because not all books are are on Audible. I want something that'll read a book for somebody that can't read.
1: Oh, good question, Sharon. The Nook itself, of course, is capable of reading aloud the text on the screen, but it's a little rough around the edges. Uh, you need to enable the feature in the accessibility options, and it will read select paragraphs rather than the whole book at a time. Kindles do better. They will read the book, but they will read it in a pretty annoying mechanical voice. Think of something like a phone's smart assistant with the wrong inflection, wrong stops and starts,
2: It's not very enjoyable. Yeah, computers can do it too, but much like with Kindles, it'll be mechanical and not natural, so you may not enjoy it. Uh, If you want a spoken book, the only good options now are books read by people. Uh, If you don't want an Audible subscription, you can try Audiobooks now, Downpour, Audiobooks.com, or free public domain audiobooks, LibriVox. Uh, your public library will also include an online audiobook option that you can take advantage of. Yeah, and of course, you know, the key there is, is as we recommended,
1: if you didn't catch all the things that we recommended, just know they're on our show notes at intotomorrow.com. Look for the show for the weekend of Halloween, October
2: 29th weekend and hour two and you'll see your call and our response and while you're there you'll want to subscribe to our free tech newsletter it's very easy to do you look for when you get to the site the box will pop up asking for your email address you just put your email address in that box and uh, you'll get an an email confirming your subscription and then you're in because it's a double opt-in because
1: we don't spam anyone so if someone else puts in your email address and then you don't click the link to get it you won't get it. And again, we don't share your email address with anyone either. But we do share some tech news for you. We let you know who's on the show this week, what the current prizes are, some hmm thoughts to make you smile,
2: and things like Beth's tech tip. Yeah, this week, uh, these days, tech is everywhere, whether you're an adult or a child, you're using it. But are you using the proper manners with that tech? Oh, This week's tech tip will give you a few pointers on how to show your best tech etiquette.
1: And Windows 11 gives Microsoft venerable OS a new look and adds a few features you want to tweak or customize. We'll tell you about some of the best Windows 11 tips and tricks in this week's Into Tomorrow Tech newsletter. Again, sign up. It's easy. Just your email address at intotomorrow.com.
7: Guys, back to Cameron Graveline. And if you have any questions about tech, don't forget to ask Dave so he can ask me. (laughs) Call 800-899-INTO or use the free Into Tomorrow app. No, back to the
8: guys.
2: We are the guys. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. Appreciate that. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys.com, providing the 24-7 stream of Into Tomorrow at our website at IntoTomorrow.com. And Larry in Metamora, Michigan, listens to the
1: free Into Tomorrow podcast. You can sign up for them as well at IntoTomorrow.com. Hey, Larry.
3: First off, Dave, I... I am wishing you well that uh, your voice seems to be getting better each uh, week since you've had your throat surgery and I wish a continued recovery with that well thank you now on to my question I have a Google phone and I must have changed one of the settings inadvertently I uh, get text messages with a link and when I go to the link in the past it would take you to the web page using my default browser now What it does, it opens an app, like I had an app for some of the cable channels, like TLC, the history channel, and it just keeps opening to the app instead of opening to the browser. And I've been trying to find what you do to correct that, and I cannot find it anywhere.
1: Well, Larry, your mileage may vary, and reports are mixed, but there's a setting with Android that should be able to help you. Open your Settings app, then go to Apps and Notifications, and then Default Apps. At the bottom of the screen, you should see an option named Opening Links. Now, once there, you should be able to select the TLC or History Channel apps and set them to
2: Not Be Allowed. To open links. Yeah, and that really should do it. But like we said, reports are mixed. So there may be a bug or apps may have found a way to bypass that setting. And of course, if that doesn't work, you can always get rid of that, you know, no, Google phone and don't get even, an iPhone. Don't, no, don't don't send poor Larry to the dark side. I mean, okay? you have to mortgage your house, although you have yeah. to do that with, with some of the, the flagship
1: Android phones, too. Yeah, but, but you don't have to, though. Uh, and it doesn't have to have a piece of fruit on it to be a good phone. I keep trying to say that for many years now. So there. But, Larry, keep in mind, uh, and the same thing with anyone else with a similar issue, all of those details are in our show notes.
0: Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7,